This episode of a Quick Timeout podcast is presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. Dr. Dish machines are the most advanced shooting machines on the market. If you haven't already, join top programs like Duke, North Carolina, Baylor, Alabama, and countless others and upgrade to Dr. Dish. And now save an extra $300 on select models when you mention Quick Timeout podcast. To find out more, visit drdishbasketball.com. It's great to have back on the show, assistant coach for the Charlotte Hornets, Coach Rex Walters. Coach, welcome back. Oh, good to be back. Thanks for having me. Coach has become a somewhat regular on the podcast, probably against his desires, but he's too kind to say no. So he's back again today. I love talking with him, and uh, he always does a great job on the podcast. So it's great to have him back here. Coach, this is year one. You just finished year one in Charlotte. How was it? What did you do? And what did you learn? Wow. Um so it was a great experience. Working for Steve Clifford was phenomenal. Um, I worked for Stan. They had worked together. I think there was a little bit of a connection there, so that really helped me get the job. You know, Cliff, Coach Clifford's got a great way about him, and from the very get-go, I think he's a great teacher. Um, we really wanted to talk about having a way to play, both offensively and defensively, and that's something that we really stressed the entire year. Now, we had a lot of roster uh, issues in terms of health, didn't have all of our guys there, uh, didn't have a lot of our guys there for the majority of the season. And yet I think our guys really got a good understanding of, okay, hey, this makes sense. This uh, We understand that we have to have a style of play. We need to know who we're playing through. We need to learn how to play to each individual greatness and how that greatness helps the team, um, both defensively and offensively. So that was that was a lot of fun for me to be a part of that. I got to work with the bigs, which was different. I've always worked with bigs as a head coach, but never as much one-on-one as I did this year. And I really enjoyed it, learned an awful lot from them. Hopefully I helped them a little bit as well. Um, We have a great staff. Charlotte is a great place to live. Our fans are phenomenal. We're excited about next year, hopefully being healthy, getting all of our people in the building and then, you know, we've got five draft picks, so it's an exciting time right now in Charlotte, uh, not just for, you know, Summer League, but for this future, this next 82-game schedule next year. And really now with our guys understanding, it's like their freshman year of understanding, you know, what it takes to to play ba- playoff basketball if you're healthy. And if we're not healthy, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> we got to have great health. we got to get our guys on the floor. And then we've got to be able to play to our greatness, both individually and collectively on both sides of the basketball. Yeah, a, a lot of great young potential talent there in Charlotte. And like you said, post-player specifically, we're going to be talking about post-player development today. Post-player development at the pro level, let's just keep it generic right now, for just developing those big guys. Where do you start and what are you focusing on, especially considering that they are so young and you're starting almost from the beginning with a lot of them? From the offensive side, I want to get them to be able to play on both sides of the body. So a lot of the stuff that we do is very basic. We, we start off basically every day with miking, whether two-ball miking, one-ball miking, uh, off the backboard, all net. You know, we'll, we'll always have at least 40 makes that we'll get to with our miking. And we do a lot of ball handling because I think ball handling helps with hand dexterity. You know, our, our guys need to work on their hand-eye coordination catching the basketball, having a great feel for the basketball. So we actually do a lot of ball handling and passing. And and right now it's one hand passing 
which we don't ever want to do in a game. We want to have ball security be a very important thing. But again, for your hand dexterity, for your feel for the ball, for just, you know, getting better handling the basketball, we do a lot of one ball passing stuff. We'll do some two ball passing stuff as well. Uh, then we get into our post play again, playing on both sides of our bodies, uh, what we call paint catch scores, uh, developing a pivot game. Uh, I think it's really, really important getting guys to make mistakes, understanding shot fake, what goes into a shot fake. I'm a big on feet ready, eyes on the rim. Uh, it should look just like a shot. It should look like you're playing poker. They shouldn't be able to tell whether or not you've got four aces or you've got no cards on the deck. We want to make sure everything looks the same with our shot and our shot fakes. You know, getting to the defensive side, our pick and roll coverages, uh, whether we're playing in drops, we're playing in switches, uh, even playing in shows, being up to the touch at, at some points and then being in bigger drops, making our reads in pick and roll coverages. You know, in our drops, we want to be in front of the ball, below the roll at all times. We want to be able to impact the basketball. Our post defense, post line defense, what we're trying to take away, our one-on-one -on -one defense, and then closeouts. You know, a lot of people don't think player development is closeout. It's, it's the thing you're going to see every single game the most that you're going to see. So working on closing, taking away what they do best, taking away the shot, staying square, being able to slide your feet and step slide to stay square, uh, rebounding. Uh, we, we work on rebounding, offensive rebounding, physicality with our defensive rebounding, uh, making reads off of that. It's the hardest thing to do. Sometimes we have a big staff, so I have guys that can help with different aspects. I've got, you know, a, a great crew of guys that do a good job uh, with size as well. So our guys get to play against some guys, even if it's one on one, one on two situations. So we cover a lot, even though but it, it really always comes back to the basics. Uh, for me. Um, so that's what we're really focusing on right now. We're we're in, you know, late May. So and we're starting to get ready for summer league at some point, getting ready for a draft. But with the two guys that I get to work with, you know, sometimes I feel like they think it might be monotonous. But at the same time, when they develop the right and a left hand, when, when they'll be able to shoot free throws under duress, tired, that's that's the rest. Free throws for me are rest. Um, and hopefully getting them ready and building confidence. I've got two young ones that are both very good and they're great to work with. So it's been a lot of fun for me. And more so of that true post player, right? Yeah, they, they are. They are fives, but we, you know, we do three point shooting as well. We want to develop that part of their game. So we do do three and, and we save that more towards the end, but so different games that we like to do like today, you know, I just, I basically made it up on the fly. Okay. Hey, we're going to make, Two in a row from seven spots. You want to see how many shots it takes to get there, right? So it, it's something where it's a little bit of fun, but at the same time, it's competitive, and they can compare themselves to, you know, other post players. They can compare themselves to their teammates. Um, you know, sometimes it's it's simple stuff. Sometimes it's, you know, okay, we're going to go, you know, side pick and pop to the corner to a spot up, and then we're going to go angle pick and pop to a spot up and see how many we can get in a minute. I, I like to keep it fresh. I don't like to do the same stuff over and over again with the shooting. Um, but at the same time, the teaching and the focus is on footwork, right? Hand dexterity, eyes on the rim, great follow through. Uh, and we have a shooting coach that takes a lot of the pressure off of shooting numbers off of mine. We have, he does a great job, but our bigs, they obviously love to shoot threes and we have to uh, develop that over time because today's game, it's, it's a lot of five out. And if you have the ability to stretch the floor, that just makes you so much uh, more powerful as a team, harder to guard 
when a guy can not just post up, pick and roll, but also can pop. And now you, you look at guys like Crispus Porzingis, you know, Brooke Lopez, guys that can really stretch the floor and present Jokic. You know, we're not teaching the, the step back off of one foot over AD, but at the same time, we are working on those things because it just presents a lot of problems when those guys are a threat on the, on the perimeter. You mentioned the footwork, and I think that everybody knows that, but I want to hear from an NBA coach. What does that mean, and how specific do you get, and how do you teach what right, right footwork is? Yeah, so we, well, first, we always play on both sides of our body. So, when, you know, so if we're doing post player or paint catch score, Right. We, we just basically you got a man that's guarding him. We're trying to throw the ball to the open area. He's going to drop step on the catch. He's going to shoot a shot. OK, and then we get into a progression. So it's shot. Right. Shot, fake shot up and under. Right. Three pivots, three pivots, shot, fake shot. So on every shot or shot fake, we want the feet to be in the same position in shooting position on a jump hook for us or for me. I like to have their feet kind of like they're on a skateboard, right? Uh, in shooter's position, both feet, feet about shoulder width apart, right? Facing the baseline, because that means you're shooting over your shoulder and you've got your, you've got your shoulder into his chest. So now we can shoot with the left hand. We shoot, and it should look the same on both of those, on both sides of the ball. So we're protecting the basketball. We can still shoot our jump hook. We were work, work on some uh, turnaround jumpers as well but then okay so as I go to shot fake shot my feet should be in the same exact position right when I go up and under when I shoot that up and under our feet should be in the same position when we take off when we get the three pivots right so now we're doing a whole spin when we shoot that shot our feet are in the same exact position right to shoot that shot because all shooting it to me it always starts from your feet starts from the ground up so if your feet are in shooter's position you always have a chance then you talk about your eyes, getting your eyes on the rim, not just on the shot, but on the shot fake. You'd be surprised how many kids give you the, the heads up on the shot fake, right? They don't look at the rim on the shot fake. So that's always a key or something that I emphasize. Hey, eyes on the rim, eyes on the rim on every shot, on every shot fake. You know, uh, for a perimeter player, it's that last dribble. I, I heard Phil Beckner say something that I use, you know, chin on the rim on that last dribble. When that, when that ball hits the floor, my chin needs to be on the rim so my eyes are up. Uh, I say more eyes on the rim more than chin on the rim. But those are the things that we talk about with our feet and with our eyes, right, to get our guys in position to be successful. And, and you know, like I said, we have a shooting coach. He's the same way. His feet are – it always starts with your feet. So um, that those are the big things we talk about when we're talking about shooting in the post, you know, you know on the perimeter, uh, getting our feet ready before the ball comes is the big thing for us. On the defensive side – do you have kind of the similar type thing for pick and roll? Yeah, so – and we'll see some video later on, but just, you know, how our feet are. We want to – we're always trying to be as square as possible and make those guys dribble around us. So, uh, you know, in our pick and roll, when we talk about being up to the touch, we want to be up at the level of the screen. When you go against a guy like Kyrie, great Steph Curry, a lot of times you want to be up at the point of the screen because the, for any good pick and roll player – if they see space, it's like they're getting ready to go to go to work, you know. So uh, up to the touch again, square with our body. Our feet are square. We are in stance, right? We're engaged, and then we get to our drop, which is more, you know, step sliding backwards and, and shuffling our feet backwards. But then at the same time, being able to make a read. Okay, is this guy attacking? Do I need to stunt at him to get him to pick it up? 
Well, how's the pursuit of our guard, our defensive guard? Is he behind him? Is he on his side? Because that really helps you because you're going to have either a roll guy or a pop guy when you're talking about those five. We talked about those skilled five. So then it comes down to making your read with your feet, but also with your voice. So we always like to make a call on which, which way we want to send the pick and roll to occur. Uh, then we want to talk about, okay, at what point do we want to veer? If a guy's a roll guy, and let's say the ball handler's turning the corner, he's in the paint, we want our bigs to make that call, veer, 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 which means I'm taking the ball now. The ball handler needs to veer back to the big and get to his legs because the shot's probably going to go up, right? Even on a dribble, even on a pull-up, which we don't like pull-ups. We want more floaters. We will contest those more at the rim inside the restricted. But then now you've got your pick-and-pop fives where they'll pop back. So now if the guard gets any type of separation, the ball handler, and you've got a pop guy, you've got to make your decision much quicker. Veer, 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 because that guy's veering to shoot the pick-and-pop three. Porzingis can kill you with those type of things. So now the big's going to be able to take them from the free-throw line. And you don't want to get too far past the free-throw line in your veers. But um, you veer back, so now we've taken away the three, and now the big, and we've got some bigs that can really move their feet. Mark Williams and Nick Richards, Kai Jones, they can really move their feet, and they can guard guards in a confined area, right, and still be able to have some rim protection, some paint protection, but their communication is so important with that, more so than, than, than maybe the feet. But the biggest thing with the feet is staying square, getting those guys to go around you, continue to step slide, step slide, right? And keep those guys out of the paint as much as possible. A quick timeout is presented by Huddle, the market leader in video-based analysis solutions for basketball teams around the world. Huddle continues to make advancements to their suites of performance analysis solutions. Tools you know like sports code are enhanced by their industry-leading tech like Huddle Focus, an AI-powered smart camera that's built to integrate into sports code right out of the box. It captures and uploads videos automatically from any gym. Head over to huddle.com slash a quick timeout to get a peek at all they're bringing to the hardwood for every level of the game this season. Do the young guys struggle at all with communication? It's, it's a big thing. And, and so the great thing about having a big staff is I, I got to work with just the big. So it was a big thing. When we're emphasizing defense, we're always talking about talk. What's the call? What's the call? right hmm. all the time and then we do a lot with film when you see all those assistant coaches sitting over there on the side with their players they're showing film like i'll show you today and you make your your points and usually the one we'll watch today is a little bit longer but we'll take two or three things because it's 82 game schedule we'll take two or three things that we really want to focus on maybe six maybe 10 clips of what we're talking about hey rim protection right um rim decisions in terms defensively like is this guy really a threat is he does he have the the guard beat do we really need to help because you want to help but you don't want to overhelp as well so and our guys are smart they pick it up and the more you show them the more you emphasize they get better at it over the course of the year and we were really happy with the improvement of Mark Williams and Nick Richards this year. And it's because they're great learners, right? They really locked into the film. They took it seriously, right? They're professional about it. And then we could see growth and we need bigger growth, quite honestly, of, of those guys and all of our guys. But uh, the film is a big, big part of it because you can't always be on the court. There's only so many things you can cover. But if you can cover two or three things and you can get better at in a film session that they see it. And then the next day you're showing it again. Hey, it works, right? Hmm. You know, oh no, you, we, we still got work with this one. We got to do, but over time, they really start to pick things up, and, and that's when you see improvement. Earlier, you talked about 
rebounding and improving in the rebounding. And I would assume part of that has to do with just being more aggressive physicality at the pro level. Can you teach being aggressive? Well, I think the first thing you, you watch is, you know, on the, on the raise of the shot, what are our bigs doing? Where are they at? If they're standing straight up, they're already at a disadvantage, right? And you'll see some clips today against a guy like Nikola Jokic, where we, we did okay, but you've got to be in stance. So you have a leverage stance. So now when you start your block out and you put your forearm through his test or you get your hit to the hip, right? You're low enough, right? That you can actually, because these guys are big, mm-hmm. you can actually drive a guy back and get some leverage. You know, I, it's funny. I was listening to them talk about guys that can create space with their body. The really good players, Jimmy Butler, create space with his physicality. Well, the same thing happens when the shot goes up. You're going to have to be in stance because if you're standing straight up, you're going to have to get down to a leverage stance. By that time, the big's already walking into you, and he's already forms his wedge to get anything that's going to go over your head. So you've got to be in stance, right? You've got to see the ball. You've got to see your man. You've got to have great feet where you can get into his body with your with your legs, with your leverage, drive him back, get him on the hip, and then at that same time be able to watch the flight of the ball and figure out where it's going. Hmm. So um, those are things, again, you watch in film, right? You do it a little bit in practice. It's harder to do in a, in a, in a player development setting, but it is something that we still do. We, we'll do some actual box-out drills. We'll do some offensive um, rebounding drills as well. Right to get those guys to pursue, 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 because the post position is really a, def- a dependent position. Right, we're depending on the guards, except for mm-hmm. Jokic and maybe Embiid. Every once in a while, they'll bring it up. You're dependent on the ball. You're going to either get the ball or the ball coming to you. So your feet are really important to create space in the post, to create advantage in pick and roll, right? To create uh, leverage defensively when it comes to rebounding. One more thing before we get to the film here. How do you get the game to slow down for those guys? Well, I think the film is also, again, a big, big part of it. You know, we, we had a situation where our G League team did a great job with Mark. Mark went down a lot to the G League and played a lot of games. Uh, a little different. The game's a little actually faster in the mm-hmm. G League. and There's not as many seven-footers in the G League, so he has <laughs> to do, be able to defend six, 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 seven, six, eight guys. I thought it really helped him, and, he, and his approach to it was so good. But it's, it's an everyday thing where you have film for him. I thought Nick was phenomenal. You got film for me today. He wanted film. He wanted to see himself. And as they watch it, right, I have to get the experience because, you know, we had the blessing of having Mason Plumley to start the season, some veteran guy that could kind of help them, bring them along. But, you know, the film's really important. The constant communication is really important. And the game does slow down because of that. If you let a day slip, that's when you stunt the development and the, and the slowdown of the game for your guys. So every day, it's, it's the greatest thing about the NBA, it's all basketball. Like today, I've, I've watched close to 60 clips today. I'm watching a defensive team that we'll play against next year. And then I'm um, working on our player development plan for tomorrow, looking at what we've done, where we need to go to. So every day they're going to get something uh, for their development. In the season, it's the same way. Every, after every game, I'm going to watch our offense, watch our defense, and then put together the clips for them, right? Six to ten clips, right, maybe offensively and defensively sometimes, and show them, so, okay, this is what you did. This is where we got to get better. This is what you did great. And you've got to mix in both. You've got to have some positive. You've got to have some 
some some areas where you need to get better. But that helps. I really think that really helps slow the game down for them. Okay, for those who are listening, we do this from time to time on the podcast, but Coach is going to show us some video. So if you're listening, you can head over to my YouTube page. I'll link that down in the description, but we'll bring up some some clips here and just I'm just going to allow you, Coach, to kind of go through it and talk through some of the things that you just talked about. You can have control down there at the bottom of starting it, stopping it, rewinding it, whatever you want. Okay, so we'll start with this first clip. So the biggest thing for us, with Nick was like, okay, we want a rim protection. So right here on any away or stagger screen away, the ball is the most important thing. So we want our bigs to always see the ball first. And Trey Young is a great player, right? But he loves to drive away. So even in this scrum action or, or this, this stagger away action, Nick does a great job right here of rim protection. And I think the other point we wanted to make was, you know, at times you see bigs, they slap the ball and they, they get kind of hype. Well, he actually controlled this ball a little bit, right? So we could actually get the ball back. Just getting the finger on it allows us to get the offensive rebound. And, and again, this was really a positive edit that we actually showed him today, to be quite honest, uh, about what is really important for his development as a player. So this is on what we call, you know, flash or handoff action, right? We'd actually want him up another step and in stance, right, as they get to this double drag situation. But again, we talk about, again, we want to be in front of the ball and below the roll. And you can see right here, Zero's got the ball. He's in front of him, and he's below the roll. And, and, and Montrez is a great roller, but he does a great job here. And again, shot fake discipline. So again, he's here. He's it's pretty square, right? He stays down on the shot fake. He holds his ground and shows his hands. We talk about feet. We also talk about hands. He shows his hands, right? Montrez ends up not shooting the basketball, we end up getting a turnover, okay? So, again, pick and roll drops. So, you can see Hero's a little bit more aggressive, so he's up a little bit more at the point of the screen. He's actually a little bit too low for me. I'm a little crazy about that stuff. But, again, in front of the ball, below the roll, you can see the little stab stunt at Hero to get him to pick it up. And then this is what's great about Nick. He's able to turn and his ability to get to the next play. And, again, a wall up. Look at his hands. Both hands up showing that I'm not fouling. He gets a hand on the ball, right? We cause a, a missed shot. And again, we want to always talk about multiple efforts, right? And his ability to run the floor. So he actually scores the basketball right here. But then the teaching point would be he relaxes right here. We want him all the way back. We want him to turn and set our defense, like start talking about what could be happening. A lot of drag action or, you know, pick and roll. So although he's not in the proper because Bam's already ahead, right? So he's a little late. But again, the positive is you can see he's trying to get square. And again, showing his hands, right? Protects the rim. He gets the block and we're off and out. Again, rim protection. So you can see it's a big point of emphasis for us. We want to we eliminate all layups. And right here, he's back a little bit on the drop. He's square, but he's back a little bit too much for us. We would tell him we, we want you at least one more step. We think you have the ability to be in front of the ball and below the roll with one more step, even with an arrow, who's a pretty dynamic roller. But again, in front of the ball, below the roll, the one thing I'll say on this one is we'd like to have him still in stance on this pass, right? See how he raises up? That, that's, that's an area, hey, Nick, we need you to stay in stance, stay engaged. But then he's really good right here. Again, in the restricted, you can't take any charges in the restricted. Go vertical, wall up. He does a good job right here. He tries to find Harold again. 
Drive again. Again, really good block. He's quick off the ground. And this was one where we say, hey, instead of throwing it, you know, back to the other team, control it. Control the block. Get up in the air. And he actually makes a third effort right here again with the restricted. Completely vertical, hands up. He causes a miss. Obviously, that's a heck of an effort uh, by Nick Richards. All right, rim protection again. So this really shouldn't have been him. This should have been Kai, right, on, on the uh, crossing of the lane. But again, rim protection, makes a play, gets back in it. Great shot fake discipline right here. Makes a great decision on a two-on-one and then is able to make this play on Rudy Gobert. It's a big-time play by Nick Richards. So we call this like flash action. We'd actually want to push this catch up a little bit higher. We don't want the bigs catching the ball on the elbow. So, you know, he's got a, a few things he's working on right here when you talk about this play because, number one, we want him. This is actually decent positioning on the tight curl because he's got to do three things in this possession. He's got to help on the ball, help on the cut, and then get the flag shacks. And so decent right here, right? We'd like to push this catch up a little bit higher, and then we call this flash. So what he should hear from Book Knight right here is open. And he does. He opens up. They get the second pick and roll. You can see he's trying to make a call. So we can't hear on these things. But we always say if the body position changes and you can see with Book Knight actually does a decent job. You can see him change his position to push it to it. He drives away. Right. And then we talk about physicality with the box out. We talked about that before. When the shot goes up, when the shot goes up, see that for we want that leverage stance. We want that form to the chest. And then we want him pursuing the basketball. Right, we want a clean space, especially against a guy like him who's always going. Here's another example of a blockout, not great. This is a 50 50 ball, he's gonna get anything going long, so that's actually not a great clip. The second thing is not pursuing the ball. We want five guys going after the basketball right here, they end up getting it, and this one's a little bit better, right? But again, Jokic gets an advantage because he's number one big. And Nick's not ready. He's standing straight up. So that would be a point, uh, a teaching point again, right? Get into his body, be the low man. But his pursuit right here is good and he's strong, right? So we want to compliment him on his strength. This is actually something a little bit different. We're actually switching this with uh, Doncic, right? He does a great job when on the ball pickup. Again, we want to be vertical. We want that pass to go over the top, right? And then he makes a second effort to get on the glass, gets the offensive rebound. Okay, so again, we talk about multiple efforts, and we'll, we'll end it with this one. I don't want to talk the whole time, but we're always about multiple efforts. So this is big time. This is rim protection. It's a great block. And then watch the run. We want our bigs running straight to the rim, right? If they have an advantage, they can post and seal. And if they can't, we want them to get to the dunker, right? Right here to create space for the penetration, he actually gets the drop off for the finish. You know, this was, we had about 19 clips that we showed him today. He's great. Like, he's great to work with. Uh, kind of a sponge. We ask him a lot of questions. It's not just me talking the whole time. What we, you know, what, what do we see on this one? Yeah, I need to get up a little bit more in the pick and roll, right? I can be up to the touch. Uh, in flash, you know, we'll, we'll ask him, okay, hey, what's our call right here? Our call is flash. Okay, on the second pick and roll. What's our call? So a lot of teams, some teams will be weak, strong. Uh, some teams will be down middle. You know, we have our calls as well. You know, we want it to be three times, right? Early, loud, and constant. He's fun to work with. I mean, he, he's a lot. And, and Mark's the same way. Mark is 
really smart, intelligent. We threw him to the fire towards the end of the season. Ended up, you know, with the with the Mason Plumley trade. You know, we kind of threw him out there, and he did a phenomenal job. We, we got a lot of things that we're really looking forward to with both these guys and Kai Jones. I don't work with Kai as much, but but Kai's a guy that as well. This summer will be big for him, and again, it'll be a lot of teaching. After every summer league game, we'll have video for the team, for the players that we're working with, and we want to see that growth, right? It's a lot of young players, a lot of high school, college kids. It's funny, I was talking to my son's AU team. You know, they're eighth graders, and they were talking, and I'm talking to them. I said, hey, just so you understand, if any of you guys have a chance to play varsity, here's, here's what you really got to be great at. Defend, rebound, and make good decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's really the same way with our players. We want to get them to defend at a high level. There's a lot of things that go into that, right? Our talk, we talked about that. Our body position, right? Our communication. Uh, and then, yeah, of course, our effort, right? Our rebounding. Are we going to hit? Are we going to go get? Are we going to play in stance, have leverage, create space with our body to rebound the basketball? And then are we going to make, you know, great decisions? And we, we tell our guys all the time, we're, you know, we're not going to limit you. And like we work on threes. We want you to develop. We work on our flash game. We work on our ball handling. But at the end of the day, play to your greatness. You know, like some of our guys, our greatness is great pick pick and roll players set screens create advantage for our ball handlers we got great ball handlers mellow ball's pretty good gordon hayward's pretty good terry rogier's really good we've got a lot of guys like that create advantage for those guys get to your role let's create two-on-one situations put pressure on them play to your greatness run the floor deep seal play out of the dunker create space for your teammates your your decision making with the ball right a lot of things people think it's just don't turn no like I've got pick and roll and I've got Terry Rozier on one side. I got Rex Walton on the side. We're going to play to Terry Rozier. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rex, you stay over there, Terry, let's play pick and roll with you. Our decision-making has got to be really good. So um, at every level, I, I think that not, that always gives you a chance as a player. Mm-hmm. to play. I mean, we, we all get it. Like if you can defend rebound and make good decisions, you're not a great shooter. Don't shoot it. But it's, it's not, it's not fun to say, but Hey, if you know Draymond says it the best, I have a three and, and I can get the ball to Steph Curry. I'm going to get the ball to Steph. That's why he's an all star. That's mm-hmm. why he's going to be a Hall of Famer because he knows who he is and he plays to his greatness. And so we really try to get our guys to, yes, we're going to develop your game. We want you to play to your greatness all the time. So as you work with these guys, and we're in the summer months now, so you have the rest of the summer off season to work with them. Obviously, that's split up a little bit with your summer league stuff, so they're going to get a chance to actually play against somebody else. It's not just in the gym working with you. Do you have three things that you want them to improve on? Is it just, you know, we're just going to get better? Or what's the plan so that when they come back, it's apparent you've been working on these things? Yeah, you think I'm crazy, but the first thing, and I hopefully they feel this is an emphasis, is our screening technique. <laughs> our pick and roll screening technique. Well, I was going to ask you that even while we were watching the film, especially in the pro game. And I know it's kind of trickling down as well, but in every one of those offensive clips, pretty much every NBA possession starts with something that involves a screen, whether it's, you know, that's real popular with the zoom stuff. You showed the stagger or yeah, the stagger stuff. But even in that one clip, he has to be paying attention to, Am I guarding something that's happening in this stagger or am I making sure that Trey Young isn't getting to the basket and scoring there? Uh, So I would figure if they can't do that, they probably can't play at all. Yeah. I mean, he's got to guard three actions in that one. He's got to guard Trey Young, 
with the drive away. He's got to guard the, the single action or the screen away action. Is that guy tight curling? I got to help him support because I got to take away layups at all time. And then I've got to get to my third action, whether it's going to be pick and roll or, or what we call flash. You see Draymond doing a lot, flashing to the mm-hmm. ball, right? So there's three actions that he's going to have to defend. Like defending's not easy. When I say defend, it's not one word. It's There's a lot of things yeah. that go into that. So uh, with our bigs, it's more about, you know, rim protection first. We don't want to give up layups, right? But so Trey Young is a threat to go to the rim. The tight curl is a threat. We want to, you'll have a little bit of help. You got to give some help to the elbow. And then you got to, yes, get back to your man. Like defending means you got to be great on ball. You've got to be great off ball. And another part of that is just our communication, right? So if he's yelling the whole time, I've got your help, I've got your help, that helps. That lets Dennis Dennis Smith or LaMelo Ball know that, yeah, I'm guarding the ball, but I've got some help to the middle, right? If that guy tight curls, right, and he starts yelling, I got your support, I got your help, right? When the, you know, that, that takes away, helps take away the layup, and that guy will continue to pursue. Then if that guy goes to pick and roll, I've got to make another call, strong, weak, drop, right, blitz, right? Switch, whatever your call is, you've got to be able to make that call really, really quickly. If he just goes to flash, flash, I've got to make that call because we have a a, a specific defensive assignment for our guys off the ball. When you hear that flash call, when you hear strong or drop or weak, you've got a specific thing that you've got to do with your body position to make sure you're sending it to your help. So our communication, it's not just talk just to talk, right? It's talk to help organize our defense and that's a big thing for him as well you know we won't do that as much in player development like right now to get back to your question was our screening technique right our our, our feet where we fit where we have our feet are we moving we're not slipping out where our hands are we want our hands down and covering ourselves right so we don't get in you see a lot of guys now touching and going you get fouls on that you break fingers when you do that quite honestly get your hands caught in jerseys a really good player of mine my first year playing Right. He always put his hands on the on the guy's body, got his hand stuck in a jersey, broke his hand, kind of ruined our season. He was a heck of a player. Right. But our hand placement's really, really important in our screening. Right. And then creating advantage, eliminate the under, create advantage for the ball handler and then get to your role. Right. We'll work on some pops, but really it's more about roll and put pressure on the rim. So the screening part is a, is a big part. I want them to be able to play on both sides of their body. I think that's really important that, that I want our right and left hand to be of equal value. So now you're twice the player and you see a lot of, a lot of great offensive players. They can only go one way, right? I don't want my players to be that way. So from an offensive standpoint, I want that to be really good. We'll do one or two, maybe three things defensively each week. We'll try to do one a day. Like, you know, a couple of days ago is closeouts, our closeout technique, right? Our hand placement, our, you know, butt down feet moving square to the body, Getting guys off the three, like when we did it the other day. All right, every shooter's Duncan Robinson. If the ball hits the rim, it's good because they're they're video guys, right? So we got to close all the way to the body, square stance, and then catch the move, staying square. We don't want to turn our hips and run because we're beat at that point. So stay square, catch the move, slide our feet. And, and so that was a big thing. And then finishing possessions again. Being the second jumper on every shot, we want to stay down on all shot fakes. Stay down, stay down, stay down. Be the second jumper or just contest, you know, uh, forearm through the chest, create leverage, pursue the basketball. So you cover, I mean, just in a closeout drill alone, you can see all the things that we're trying to cover, and they've got to be a sponge. 
and picking up every day. We, you know, we'll work on pick and roll calls, getting our calls early, right? Our body position, defending the two on one, stabbing at the basketball to get the ball handler to slow down, right? Making sure the roll doesn't get below us, finishing with a box out and rebound. We try to, I try to do one thing a day defensively if I can. Sometimes some of the drills we do, they're, they're pretty tired. So I say, okay, you worked hard. We won't do it today. But when we get into, you know, August, September, all that stuff's out the door. We're really going to hammer the defense and get that home. Last thing here, and this may be obvious, but if you've got coaches and or players who are post players and want to improve and they want to go watch film, and who would you say, having sat through film sessions and had to prepare for, for guys, these guys do it right and do it well, and they may not be the guys that are on ESPN, but if you want to, if you want to stick in your high school team, college team, pro team, who should they be watching? Well, I think the more you watch, period, the better you're going to get. Like that's a big thing with with my kids, as I talk. Like you have to watch the game, like really watch the game. And the guys that watch the game, they really learn what works and doesn't work. It's kind of like the more you play, the more you learn what works and don't work. Like Jokic is a, you know, really a limited athlete in some ways and i don't mean that to be disrespectful because he's a phenomenal athlete but to compare to some other guys and he's a great position defender if you can see his technique his communication as you watch games if you can hear guys talk that tells you something that tells you something about what you need to do defensively um but yeah i mean anytime you have a chance to watch great position defenders go back and watch kevin McHale's footwork his footwork is phenomenal in the post you will pick up things watching him, in the, even if it's a highlight video, right? And it's it's really more about um, efficiency of movement as opposed to a lot of movement. You see a lot of guys that can really handle the basketball. I heard something on the radio that I thought was really important, uh, really good, talking about, we, we mentioned this before, creating space and creating leverage with your body is more valuable than skill, right? Because that's a skill. Like Jimmy Butler creates space with his physicality and toughness, Right. But there's technique to it as well. Right. If you watch all he does, you know, on his penetration, Jalen Brunson, what he does in the paint, he just doesn't take a lot of bad shots because of his pivot game. Right. And what he's able to do with his feet. So that's that that would be my advice to you. And then watch great teams defensively. Right. As you watch the game tonight, you know, Miami and Boston. Right. Miami technique wise, if you watch great teams defensively, you're going to pick up great technique and how to close out, how to guard the ball, uh, your your body position like New York was, I think, 19th in defense. But here's the one thing. You're not getting a lot of layups against them. They, they, they are completely committed to protecting the paint. Right. You watch teams like that and then they close. Right. So you can learn a lot by watching an NBA game. Don't watch ESPN. Don't even I don't even listen to the halftime. Show. I'll listen to TNT, but I don't listen to the halftime show of ESPN. I'm going to listen to Jeff Van Gundy when he talks. Stan Van Gundy, when they show the highlight and they break it down, you can learn a lot watching a game and really watching the game to get better as opposed to just watching the game for entertainment. Right. To me, I, I, I'm, I'm both. I'm entertained by that as well. I love to watch great players. I do. I love to watch and see how they break things down. Right. Both defensively and offensively to help me because I was a limited athlete. Well, if, if I can figure out and not just the stuff where the guy's jumping out of the gym and, and blocking a shot, like how does he guard the ball? How does he stay in front? What's his technique to do that? And I, and I would try to do that with my players now 
or when I was playing as a player, try to put that into my game to help me develop. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I think we're just so trained to now just watch the ball and watch for the highlights that even in the session that you just did with us, there was hardly anything that had to do with the ball. Everything was off the ball. And that's not exciting for the kids. But yeah, for the basketball junkies and the one that, ones that improve, we uh, want to improve. We enjoy that. So yeah. Well, I remember great. Antoine Jameson, he scored uh, when he was at this was at Carolina, he scored like 27 points and he had the ball in his hands for 49 seconds. Yeah. That's efficiency of moving. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and guess what? Those guys, those guys that know how to play all away from the ball, both offensively, defensively, they get to play for a lot longer, right? They're not playing in a in a rec league, they, you know, and, and, and so they get to play and they actually get paid to do it. Yeah, yes, they've got some God-given talent, but these guys work extremely hard. Like, people don't understand, like, every day Mark Williams is in there two, three, four hours a day working on his body, working on his body, right, and then working on his game, right? And when I say, you know, strength, but he also does a lot of stuff with our training staff to get his body right, so – don't take and then the video during the course of the season. Don't take for granted. Yeah, these guys may only work three to four hours. They work extremely hard, right, at their game to get to that level. So that's the fun thing for me is I've got unbelievable guys to work with. Every single one of them. You know, I see Mello. You know, coming every time he comes in the weight room, it lights up. He's excited to be there. All of our guys are like that. So it's truly a blessing for me to be in Charlotte working with these guys. That's Coach Rex Walters of the Charlotte Hornets. Coach, as always, great stuff. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me.